I love that. Well, I mean, I'm trying to think of like a fun transition because I know our next section is burnout and I'm failing to come up with one. I'm like, I don't really know how I can relate this back, but um, (laughs) not so seamless transition to the next question on burnout, which I'm actually really excited to chat about. I know like Emma and I, we talk about this on the podcast all the time. And anytime Emma and I are just talking, I feel like we talk about burnout because it's both of us are very busy and it's so easy to get burnt out. And I feel like that's a very common problem for so many people now, especially after the pandemic. So really excited to chat with you about that. And the first question is, can you share with us a time that you have felt burnt out on social media? When I, you know, was thinking about this and I saw the, I saw the word felt as in past tense, like to be totally transparent, like I currently deal with burnout, like on a consistent basis. Um, and again, like you said, like so many people all over the world are feeling this very intensely because of the pandemic, because of other just horrible and crazy world events going on around us every day (laughs) that seems to never end. So even to the point, you know, where I've hired help, you know, aside from starting therapy recently. And then in the past, I've also hired like a time management coach and, you know, like I mentioned earlier, I do also struggle with ADHD. So burnout has really amplified all of the symptoms of both things, which has been a lot. So, you know, there was a time where, you know, I was in content creation planning mode and I just genuinely felt like in that moment, my brain was filled with sludge is the best way to describe it. And I remember just sitting on my computer And I was just like feeling so defeated that I was almost to the point of tears. Like I was like, I feel so, I feel like bad on my job. I feel bad about myself. Like, I feel like I'm being, I don't even know. It was just a bunch. It was really like welcoming a lot of negative thoughts, which was not healthy at all. And it was just like really hard to feel inspired or motivated and like feeling a lot of anxiety because of it. So it's definitely a bad place to be in. But like, I, you know, that was one time in particular that like, whoa, I felt that really heavily. And then there are also times where I think about how I feel this after like a social media binge. Like sometimes if I'm laying in bed after a long day and then then I realize like straight up two hours has passed being on TikTok and I'm like, where did that time go? First of all. And then second, like I feel so drained from that. And I like feeling a little bit of regret because, but I've also just really learned to not try not to feel shame around it because, you know, if you're scrolling on TikTok and you like are on there for a little bit longer than you originally wanted to, like, it's really no reason to beat yourself up for it. And I have before, um, and feeling like kind of like guilty because of it, but It's just like all lessons learned and like information to add for later on of like, okay, I will maybe set a better time limit for myself. And then I'll like read a book after that or something or do some other kind of hobby to like separate myself from that. I love that. Well, and speaking of therapy, like, I feel like one of the biggest things that I've learned from therapy is like forgiving yourself, like in those situations. And one time I like slept for like 12 hours and I told my therapist, I was like, I felt horrible. I was like, why did I do that? I had so much to do. Honestly, I think it was over 12 hours, but I, (laughs) and she was like, Hey, like, 
maybe your body needed that. Like maybe if you were scrolling mindlessly through TikTok for two hours, like honestly, like maybe your mind needed a little bit of like mind numbing for a second because of the burnout and because you've been so busy. And so I really liked when she phrased it like that. Cause I was like, okay, <laughs> I was like, yeah. maybe I needed that. Maybe it's okay. Like moving forward. Should I do that every day? Probably not. But yeah, the forgiveness of yourself, I think is so like important. And I do love that. Like a lot of therapy practices do stress that because it's so easy to just beat yourself up when, especially speaking of social media, all you're seeing is everyone's perfect lives all the time and all their oh, perfect God. things that they're doing and how they're yeah. perfectly organizing their house and perfectly like, like they're having guests over and they have an entire guest bathroom where they have all these like stock, like stocked items. I'm now working. Yeah. That's like yeah. top of for me. I'm like, wait, that's so cool. I want that. But I mean, it's, it's tough to like, like, I think that piece of burnout comes through with social media and seeing that perfection all of the time. Oh yeah. I think that that is one of, if not the most damaging parts of social media. And yes, I work in social media, but I think that that gives me the opportunity to criticize it Yeah, the most. And like, there's so many good things about social media. Don't get me wrong. There's so many good things about social media in the sense of like, you can find a community, you can build a community, you can mm-hmm. see, you can have like a bigger voice. And like, when have we ever seen at any other time, like people talking about issues that mean a lot to them and raising awareness about things and, um, you know, just being able to have, and this is kind of good and bad, that constant stream of news, you're very informed all the time, sometimes good, sometimes bad, but like there, so there are a lot of good things, but then, like you said, you know, the more negative and darker aspects of social media that can kind of get you really trapped in like a vicious cycle of like comparing yourself to other people constantly assuming that people's lives are so much better than yours because of what you see and what they're posting. But honestly, at the end of the day, you have like no idea what's really going on behind the scenes. Um, I'm totally rambling right now, but like, that is how I feel. So like, don't ever take that personally is like my advice. We're nodding along here. I am. Yeah. yeah, It's so like, it is like, it's so easy and burnout is so, it's so tricky. It's really like, it can be so frustrating because it's just like, it feels like it's always there. And actually I, we were wondering what have you learned from burnout? Like, are you, have there been any like kind of lessons or like takeaways? We've already talked a little bit about how like we're adjusting and saying like, okay, maybe tomorrow I read a book afterwards, but like, would love to hear from you what you've learned from the experience of burnout that you've had with social media, especially given that it's your job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I have a few things that I've learned. The first that it is like the most important thing to ask for help and to lean on others for support because, and I found this statistic earlier that 70% of people with a mental illness actively conceal it from others, which is really sad. Like that. Wow. Yeah. So that is, I feel like a a perfect example of like why it's so important to ask for help because first of all you don't even know like what someone could be struggling with you know so just also kind of you know having empathy for others and you know treating people with kindness but that's a whole other conversation but another stat on top of that is 50% of entrepreneurs in particular are more likely to report having a mental illness because like something that i've noticed working at teachable and learning more about entrepreneurship and kind of this whole entire industry is that it, there are tons of benefits to being your own boss. Yes. But 
it can also be a very isolating experience. Um, and there are a lot of times where you may have to like overwork or like think that you have to overwork. So like really my advice there is like, don't ever be afraid to ask for help. And then within that of like the overwork, I have learned that the hustle like 24 seven, I'll sleep when I'm dead culture is such a scam. It's completely unrealistic and it's so unhealthy. And I think that like, we have been seeing a huge uprising against like these, you know, pre like these more capitalistic practices that we have been conditioned to operate in our entire lives. But, you know, after the pandemic of us kind of having those moments to have more alone time and working from home and all of that, we've seen all of this come to light with like the great resignation where people are realizing that they want more, they want autonomy, they want freedom, they want respect at work. So I think they're like, we're going to see like tons of positive effects come out from that eventually. Like it, the, the numbers, seeing how many people are like quitting their jobs is absolutely mind boggling. Like we did, we actually did like a whole report on this at Teachable about the different numbers and how people are, you know, quitting their jobs and then doing what they love and following their passions. So that's really cool. Like that's something like that's tying back to the question of what I've learned from burnout is like you need sleep. You need to take breaks. You need to, you don't have to mm-hmm. hustle. Tw- you don't have to hustle 24 seven to be successful. And then my last thing is, is like very pretty simple, but it can probably wait till tomorrow. <laughs> like, yes, close the, close the computer, please. It, it, it will be fine. Like if it's, if, unless something is like on fire, you will be fine. Like log off. And you can address it in the morning, give yourself some time to relax and have a nice dinner and watch a movie or hang out with friends. Like that is, I'm like talking to myself a little bit here because there are definitely been times I'm like, just one more thing I have to do, but it's, but I'm like, okay, just enough is enough. You know, (laughs) I was going to say, I think it's okay. Not that we minimize what we do. Right. But it's just reshifting our perspective. Like I used to think about that when I would get stressed at work. Um, And then again, also within social media, like, yes, we have important work that we do and we engage with our audience and we produce content. But at the end of the day, you guys, we're not operating on a brain. Like we literally, we literally do not (laughs) need to actually do this one because it's so it's just to help to say, again, not to minimize what we do. Right. But it's just to say, Hey, like this is important, but like, so is your well being, And it's actually okay to like, shut your computer off at 5 30 or six o'clock and like right. do something else it's like yeah. no one's gonna, gonna die if tomorrow. you don't respond to yes. the email <laughs> yes. exactly exactly thank you like you can have both you can both like you can love what you do and care about what you're working on whether that's if you're like you're on boss and then you have your business or if you're working a nine to five you can have both but then also be like okay like i because i used to work in the service industry in college and like when things would get really busy our manager would be like, all right, everyone calm down. We're not saving anyone's life here. And I'm like, yes, yeah, I will remember that for the rest of my life. And no matter what I do, that's so. a good manager right there. I feel like yeah. in the service industry, it's very touch and go. There are some people that are like, no, this should be your entire life. And I'm like, wait, oh. hold on. 
Absolutely giving not. someone food. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, if, if they, yes. if their food is a little bit colder than they expected it to yeah. be, no one's going to die. It's oh, okay. Yeah. We can take oh, a deep yeah. breath. They'll forget about it tomorrow. I love exactly. that. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, those man. are great. I love that yeah. so much. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for bringing that up. And actually, oh, yeah. when, so, I mean, you kind of like already answered the next question, which is like, how do you prevent it? I think those are like really great, like kind of take, would you add anything else onto that about preventing burnout? This is another situation where it's like not a one size fits all. It's just kind of a matter of like you really thinking about what feels good to you to feel like you are decompressed. Um, Mm. and it's also so important to note, and this is not to like be super negative, but getting rid of burnout is 100% not at all an overnight, uh, success. Like it's going to take some time, but it's just like, again, finding those practices and doing things that make you feel good that, you know, and also determining like, what kind of resources do you have to help with this? Um, you know, if you work a nine to five, what's your time off policy and take advantage of that. Something that I am very, so grateful for working at teachable is having the freedom to take time off. And I'm able to take off like almost two weeks of work coming up soon because I'm going to Europe for like the first time as an adult, which I'm so excited about. But like, I just to be able to do that and also not allowing myself to feel guilty because this is the most time off that I've ever taken off consecutively. And it is okay to do that. So like, understanding like the different resources you have and taking advantage of that you know, also setting firm boundaries, easier said than done, but will like make all the difference. So if you have meetings on your, like, if you have meetings on your calendar, like, of course, if there are some that are really important, leave them. But if there are times where you're like, I'm coming to terms with my day, I do not have the band, the mental bandwidth to do this right now. Just ask for a reschedule. Like it's probably not going to be the end of the world. Setting firm boundaries also include, I am logging off at this time and I am pausing my notifications. I am not answering emails and that's that, you know, like again, it's like, it's not, I wouldn't say scary. It can be, but it is, it is hard to set boundaries, but truly like, and when I've talked to other creators before too, about their relationships with boundaries, they all say like, it has been the com- a complete game changer in the way that I operate day to day and like truly saving me mentally and giving me just like, it's just like a breath of fresh air. So I, yeah. it's yeah, just like, and also, oh, sorry. Also being so patient with yourself. That is like another one too, like giving yourself time to go through the, mo- go through the emotions and feeling it. And then doing all of the, all of the other things of just like really mapping out and seeing what feels good to you to decompress and to kind of like doing things that make you happy. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And especially with the setting boundaries piece, my husband like kind of reframed this to me recently because I got, I recently got promoted, um, into kind of a leadership position at my nine to five. And one of the things I was like online at like six or seven, like trying to get stuff done for them. And I'm like, I want to show that I care. Like I want to like do all these things. Like I want to be the best. And he mentioned to me, he was like, hold on. Like 
that almost might stress them out more. And I was like, what? And he was like, if they see that you're online sending stuff at 7 p.m., you're not really setting good boundary expectations. They might think that you expect them to be on at that time. So it's like you're not setting a good example by doing that. And that was a really weird kind of feeling. I was like, for the first time, I'm like, I'm setting, well, not for the first time, but it felt like for the first time, I'm setting a bad example by not having boundaries and by like, cause I don't expect them to work that late. I expect them to work their eight hours and log off. Like I don't want anything yeah. beyond that. And so that was such a great, like eye-opening moment for me because setting boundaries really can like, it can carry on. Like if you set your own boundaries, you might think that you're like making someone annoyed or like, like, you know, disturbing some process that they had in their mind when in reality, right. they might actually say, oh, that's a great call out. Like I need to start doing that too. So you might actually be inspiring yeah. people to set their own boundaries. You're changing the narrative. Yes. yes. Love to see it. So yeah, I'm, I'm always here for that. That's something <laughs> that we do so much. Like we try to encourage our creators through our different, like on social and the blog of like doing a lot of mindset related content and really pushing that theme of, you know, being kind to yourself, setting boundaries, you know, taking, stepping away from the computer. If you feel like you need to get less screen time, all of that. So yes, like very, very, very important. And then Haley, I mean, you've talked about lots of great tips for our audience. What does a, like a healthy work-life balance or integration look like to you? Do you have a time you sign off or a time when you're like, I'm not responding to emails. <laughs> yeah. So our, our workday ends at like 6 PM Eastern time. Um, and that's typically when I'm logged off, but I do make sure to take, I, I like work from home the majority of the time. Um, and so that's pretty easy for me in particular to like lose track of time. And then I'm like sitting at, I've been sitting at my desk for four hours. So I try to pay more attention to that and, you know, I'll make sure to take time to like make a nice lunch or go for a walk or just like take some time to like step away from the computer because you just need that time to give your brain a little bit of a break. So I have noticed, you know, for me personally, like if I'm working and I'm starting to feel a little frustrated, that's a good signal to me. And even I feel it physically too. Like I feel like my, my upper back starts to get really tense and I'm like, okay, that's a sign. I need to step away for a second. And then I just set like a little slack notification of like, I'm going on a quick walk. I'll be back in 30 minutes. You know what I mean? So that, and just like having, you know, for example, like the work-life balance of like, when I'm going to Europe for a couple of weeks, I created this like out of office document. So everyone knows like what's in progress, what's going on, just kind of keeping people in the loop and just like feeling prepared in that way has also, and staying like organized has helped with that as well. And making sure that like with, when you're off and this goes for myself and literally everyone on my team, like when you're off, we want you to be off and we don't want you to check Slack. So just kind of like setting yourself up for success in that way of like, having everything laid out before you go is something that's really been really important to me. I don't know if that like applies to work-life balance, but like, that's something that I've done just to like, make sure that I don't have anything to worry about. And I can fully immerse myself in my time off and not feel stressed when I'm gone, you know? 
Yes. That is so important. Like I, especially if you're taking time off, like you are taking time off, like the whole purpose is so that you can like rest and recharge and also just like have time for yourself because you're a human being who deserves to have fun. Like exactly. Yes. I love that. Well, and I like I with, um, when I was on my honeymoon, I've like talked to Emma about this a lot. Like I logged off and just was not on social media, was not on anything best week of my life. <laughs> it was so nice. That is amazing. I'm so glad you got to do that. Yeah. To have that like pure disconnection time. If you're able to do that, t- totally do it. Like I'm, I hope to be able to do that when I'm overseas for sure. Yes. I'm like, I deleted Slack from my phone. No yeah. one. I was like, yeah. if you like, like, you know how to contact me if there's really an emergency, but really is right. it an emergency? <laughs> like, right. Right. <laughs> I'm not checking emails. I'm not checking Slack. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. Well, Haley, this has been such an amazing conversation. We do have one wrap up question for you. Um, what are a few pieces of advice that you would share with someone who wants to work in social media? Yeah, I would say that if you're super new to social media, but you feel like you have an affinity for it, you know what I mean? And you feel comfortable navigating the different platforms and you are like, okay, I think that whatever I know from my personal use, how, how that can be adapted to like helping brands and companies grow their social media presence. Like I would just say like, just try it out and, and go for it, you know, and that, that could look at anything like approaching like local businesses and being like, here's what I can offer for you just to like kind of build your portfolio because having that is really important. And I would say like, if you're applying to roles, um, as someone who's new in the industry, like, of course, like people do want to see kind of your experience working with businesses, but, um, overall, I think that like, it, it is a really fun dynamic career. Um, And I think there's a lot of opportunity for growth and to see how, you know, even just on TikTok alone, how many, how, how that's just totally blowing up. And I think that just like digital presence in general, it's already very important and it's a big deal, but it's only going to continue to grow. So, um, you know, just, I I would say just like, don't even hesitate and just like try it out and see and see what happens. Cause you never know. And I'm also always happy to like connect with people and talk to them about it. So that's always something I love to do. So, yeah. Oh, I love that. And that's so sweet of you to offer too. Well, yeah. Cause it's, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's all just like trial and error, try it out. See if you like it, like we're all on social media, but like, is this like a career path that you want to go down? Cause I think a lot of people have a misunderstanding of, oh yeah, no, I post on Instagram all the time. I know what oh, I'm doing. God. And it's just like, yeah. that's very different. Yeah. Uh, th- yeah. Understanding that they're, like I said, like, yes, if you have an affinity for you from your own personal use that, yes, that's great. But there is a very stark difference between posting for yourself and then also doing all of the like setting goals, creating content and, and like a knowing your audience for a business or a brand like that is a totally different ball game. So definitely understanding that is, is super important. I love that. Well, thank you for sharing that with us, Haley. I do want to check in any promotions you want to share about teachable. Yeah. So this is like a newer program that we have. Um, and it's called the kickstart program. And it's like a really amazing exclusive, like four week live training program. And it's all dedicated to helping you build your school. So this is really for people who are newer to the platform, obviously, and haven't had like a ton of experience with building an online course, but like 
our goal is to launch your school in four weeks. So like every week is curated to make sure that you have like all the tools and resources you need to be successful on the platform. So we'll help you with everything from constructing your curriculum to customizing your school and then eventually like promoting your course. So um, there's going to be like live group training with our amazing customer success team. They're literally the best. I love them. And you're going to get personalized feedback. And then you're also going to be put into like a community space with other creators going through at the same time. So it's like a cohort situation. And then the next one opens, um, on June 14th. So, um, I'll make sure to give you a link or something so people can look at the the landing page for the show notes or something like that. But yeah, it's yep. really great. If you have been thinking about starting an online course, like this is truly like the best time to be involved and to kind of like have that totally like guided support to, to making it happen. Oh, that's such a cool resource. I love that you guys have that because it's, it's, it really is like a lot of people want to get into having their own course and they just don't know where to start. So I yeah. think that's a really cool resource. Yes, for sure. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Haley, for coming on here. This was such a great conversation. I love talking about like burnout because I think it's just the more we talk about it, like the more that we can all work towards hopefully not being burnt out. That's the goal, right? Yeah. God, having the conversation about it is just like the first step. So I really appreciate you both having me on like super passionate about this topic. It's really important to me. So I'm always happy to continue the conversation off this podcast. So like reach out to me anytime. I'm always happy to talk about it. I love that. Thank you, Haley. Well, it was so great talking to you. And thank you guys all so much for listening to the Content Creatives Podcast. If you enjoyed today's conversation, let us know on Instagram at Emma's Edition, at Mad Cray, and at Content Creatives Podcast. And we will see you guys next time. <laughs>